0: what's going on far far away family welcome to star wars in 10 so how's everyone doing this phenomenal friday it's supposed to be 85 degrees where i'm at and i can't wait to get today's start i'm going to be outside all day and to top off this wonderful weather we are now only five weeks away from the kenobi series which i'm super excited about something else that i'm super excited about a new report from illuminati states that the acolyte is to begin production in october of 2022 and will wrap up by may 2023 this Star Wars series will take place in a galaxy of shadowy secrets, an emerging dark side power in the final days of the High Republic era. An acolyte refers to the term for Sith Apprentice, giving us a clue to the focus of the series. This will provide unknown characters to be in the spotlight. Hopefully individuals that will follow the dark side of the force, which is very exciting to me. If you don't know by now, I am a big fan of Sith and Sith lore, so I can't wait to see what the Acolyte is going to be all about. I would love a deep dive into the Sith, something that we have never seen before. Darth Sway can't wait for it to drop either. Okay, now we should get to the story because when we left off yesterday, Xana was searching for Bane, and Set was searching for a way to get off of Dawn after he had just recovered Andedu's holocron. So let's see what's happening now. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. How you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just get back and ready to flow. Save your mind of what you know,
1: and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. The echoing alarms chased Sarah as she ran down the long hall toward the Stone Prison's emergency control room. She punched in the coat of the access panel, her fingers stabbing frantically at the keys as she kept glancing over her shoulder, fearing her enemy would appear in the hall behind her at any second. The panel beeped sharply, and an access-denied message popped up on the readout. No, she whispered to herself. No. When she had married Garen, he had shared his personal access code with her. As the crown prince, his code was supposed to override every electronic security system in the royal family's estate. Maybe the king didn't trust you. Maybe he disabled it when Garen died. No, that couldn't be it. The code had worked on all the other locks here in the stone prison. Without it, she would never have been able to reactivate the generators that powered the section of the complex. She tried to punch the code in again, her fingers trembling with desperate urgency. The alarms overhead were an inescapable reminder that every second she lost made it more and more likely that her prisoner would find a way to escape the dungeon before she destroyed it. Once again, the harsh beep and an access denied message were the only results. Maybe Garen's code doesn't work on this door. Maybe only the King is authorized to use the self-destruct sequence. Slamming her palm against the door in frustration, Sarah was unable to hold back the tears any longer. Beaten, she sank slowly to her knees. Her face pressed up against the cold metal door. For several seconds, her body was racked by ragged, hitching sobs. Everything had gone wrong. Lucia had betrayed her. The dark man of her dreams was going to escape. Everything she'd worked to accomplish had fallen apart. This isn't like you. Although she hadn't heard it in more than a decade, she instantly recognized the voice. Father? She said aloud. Though, of course, Khalib was nowhere to be found but inside her own head. You're stronger than this. She nodded, not even caring if the voice she was listening to was nothing but a figment of her own imagination. Blocking out the alarms, she took a long, deep breath and carefully analyzed the situation. It didn't make any sense for the king to be the only one with access to this room. He couldn't be expected to come here in person if there was ever a prison break or a riot. The warden would have access. Probably the guard captain as well. And if the king trusted any of his servants with the code, he would also have trusted his son. You're rushing, making mistakes. Try again, slowly. She rose to her feet and began to punch in the code for a third attempt. This time, when she felt the panic threatening to possess her fingers, she fought back by calling up the image of her father's face, calm and certain, taking slow, deep breaths She took extra care to hit the buttons in the correct sequence. For a second, nothing happened. Then there was a soft chime, and the door swung slowly open. Relief flooded over her, and Sarah tried to laugh at her own foolishness in entering the number wrong twice before getting it right. What came out was a strangled croak that bordered on the hysterical, startling her back into silence.
0: We love bringing you more Star Wars. And it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show.
1: The room inside was small with a single control panel and another door on the other side. Beyond the second door was a small tunnel that led to a small emergency pod, allowing whoever entered the self-destruct sequence to escape before the prison came crashing down. She approached the console and examined the controls. It was simple enough. There was a button to initiate the self-destruct sequence, a number pad for her to enter her access code, and another button to confirm the command. There was a cancel key on the number pad, but no abort button. Once the self-destruct was confirmed, there was no way to stop it. After that, anybody inside would have less than five minutes to escape before charges wired into the ceiling, walls and floors detonated in rapid succession, collapsing the entire prison. This was it. Her last chance to stop the man who had terrorized her as a child. Her last chance to rid the galaxy of a Dark Lord of the Sith. She pressed the initiate button down, and the console lit up in response. Next, she punched in her access code slowly to make sure there were no mistakes. But when the code accepted Confirm Self-Destruct Sequence Warning popped up on the screen, Sarah hesitated. If she did this, her life on Doan was over. The King had no idea she was using the stone prison for her personal vendetta. If she did this, her secret would be exposed. The explosions that would destroy the complex would send tremors through the floors of the royal manse on the plateau thousands of meters above. Everyone would know what had happened. He would know she had put her personal wants and desires above those of the royal family. Her actions would almost certainly be considered high treason. The best she could hope for would be permanent banishment from the planet. And what about Lucia? She would probably be killed in the explosions. Although her bodyguard had betrayed her by helping the prisoner to escape, was Sarah willing to condemn her friend to death without even giving her a chance to explain her actions? Unable to make a decision, Sarah stood frozen, her finger hovering above the button marked Confirm as the alarms continued to ring out. Seth had always prided himself on being able to extricate himself from virtually any predicament. He had a knack for working himself free from a bind, and a natural talent for finding the outs in any situation. So he wasn't surprised when after less than 10 minutes, he managed to stumble across the prison's main landing bay. It was much larger than the secondary entrance he and Xana had arrived at. The alarms that had been all but deafening inside the cramped corridors were merely thunderous here in the massive chamber. Seth was perched atop a large metal balcony overlooking the room. Below, he could see four vessels, spaced about ten meters apart. All of them appeared to be unguarded. Pleased with himself, he tapped the holocron he had tucked away inside his vest pocket as he studied his options. Just like a buffet. Plenty to choose from. Two of the ships were standard, run-of-the-mill passenger shuttles, their hulls weathered and dented. He quickly dismissed them as unworthy of stealing. The third was the largest of the group, and appeared to be in mint condition. It was also marked with the crest of the royal family.
0: Okay, this part wasn't anything if not boring. There was nothing exciting at all. It describes Sierra and her emotional state, then her coming to a conclusion that she will blow up everything in order to kill Bane, even though she knows that there will be severe consequences for her actions. She races to the control room, then she has second thoughts because of Lochia, but then pushes them aside. This is when the story jumps to set. He had found another landing area that held some ships. This is when he takes his sweet time picking which one to steal. The more I listen to the story, the more I can't stand this guy. He just gets on my nerves. He's too egotistical. All hell is breaking loose around him and he is being picky on what ship to steal it was me i'm just grabbing the closest one and getting the heck out of there but that's where this part comes to an end you will have to join us on monday to find out what happens next we hope to see you there <laughs> thank you for listening to star wars intent tune in next time for more star wars adventures if you would like to listen to other episodes of the show you can follow us on all major podcast directories if you enjoyed the show we would really appreciate a five-star review once again thank you for listening and may the force be with you Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pig Film Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.